0: Welcome to The Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with EXP Realty in San Diego.
1: My name is Brian Kochi, the director of media here at Whistle Realty Group.
0: Goal of the show is to give you the tools and techniques to go out and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to just answer the questions that you have for us. So rather than us guessing at what you want to hear about, we just listen to you. Um, So if you want to tell us what you want to hear about on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there. Subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel. Join the referral network, our email newsletter, and our Facebook group where we share a lot of the stuff that we're working on internally in our office. And last, you can get dialed in with our Media Mayor Mastermind course, which is where Brian and I teach you everything we've learned over the last seven years of cranking out thousands of videos together. And rather than you spending seven years to figure it all out, we're just going to bundle it up in a nice little package. Brian, how many hours is it? Uh... 10-15 10-15 Ten, 10, 15 10 hours. To 15 hours somewhere in there so you could either go seven years of trial and error or we'll take all the error out and all the trial out and just give you the blueprint of exactly how to go crush it in video whether that be One-to-one videos, community videos, green screen uh, videos—the whole spectrum of all the different video types that are out there. We'll go into the equipment, the scripts, the emails that we send out, the dialogues, how to run the ads, equipment. Like we're gonna go in detail on everything. So all of that is available at media. I'm sorry, at thewhistleway.com, and you get the details of the Media Mayor Mastermind while you're on there. Yes. Uh, If you enjoyed the show today, if you are watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. Let YouTube know you're enjoying the show. Also, if you want to get notified of future episodes of the show, hit the subscribe button along with the little notification bell. And if you are listening on a podcast platform, if you could hook us up with a review on there, uh, that really goes a long way to help uh, spread the word about the show. So it is appreciated in advance. All right, Brian, what are we doing today?
1: We're talking about leads. And not not one-off leads, but a big bunch of leads. Uh, I was going through what people had said they wanted to learn when they joined the Whistle Way podcast or way, Facebook group, and um, a lot of people said leads, lead generation, uh, how to get more that type of stuff. And then I thought, we've talked about that, and we can always just say, you know, go buy them here, run Facebook ads, have YLOPO run your so We can say stuff like that. Um, but what I, I think we do that's unique, and I think that what we do that's really a good job, and I think a lot of others can benefit from this, is not only finding one tiny source of leads or one spoke of leads, but kind of... Uh, Tom, this is a Tom Ferry word, but kind of how do we focus on lead pillars um, and not only just uh, you know, spend more money with Zillow or in, enter real estate, lead generation machine here, but how do we build relationships with them? And so it's not just a, here's money, here's leads. How do we, how do, we do that?
0: <laughs> this is our first of many episodes today, Brian. We're going to have to get you a little more wired on the ball. You need a Red Bull? You need some ice cream? What do we got to do to fire you up? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, this is a this is a topic that I'm I'm pretty passionate about. So, if you don't know my story, I got started in the commercial real estate space. I worked with my dad on that side of things. I decided uh, didn't want to work with my dad anymore. I wanted to spread my wings, do my own thing, and I jumped into the residential side of the business. And I did that in the middle of the foreclosure crisis because I actually saw opportunity. Um, everybody was abandoning ship out of real estate at that point everybody's freaking out. And that's great. I love when people freak out because that's opportunity in my eyes. That's why we work so well together. Yep. Because you're the guy <laughs> freaking out. <Yep. laughs> you're running away from the fire and I'm running into it. So Wonderful. Um, yeah, we, that's why we make a good match, dude. Uh, so I saw opportunity with all these places that we're getting foreclosed on. I saw two opportunities. One, an opportunity to help people, which is a huge passion of mine and try to help people avoid foreclosure. So Um, immediately jumped in, um, got coaching from the best short sale company in the space to learn how can I help people avoid foreclosure. So we did everything we could there to help people, but inevitably uh, not everybody could be helped, whether it was by us or whoever they hired, or they were just those people who put their head in the sand and did nothing. So um, those people that actually got foreclosed on, those properties would then go back to the bank and the bank would ultimately sell those properties. Well, I learned really quickly that if I could build relationships with these banks and more specifically the asset managers within those banks, that that relationship with that asset manager wouldn't just give me a listing, that would get me a stream of listings. And that's that's pretty freaking cool to build a relationship with somebody and not just have it be a one-time deal, to actually have it be something to where one of these accounts I got was probably worth a million dollars a year just by getting a relationship with one key individual at a, at a particular bank. And that ended up making me over a million dollars a year from that single relationship. And so that is how I kind of got started in the, the residential space and how my mind still works today. I'm, I'm all about finding ways that I can build relationships with key people that can yield massive results and, and provide streams of opportunities for the team at this point, because I'm not actually the one out selling all the houses anymore. So how can I establish a relationship with key players and provide streams of opportunity for my team members? So that, that's my obsession. That's my, one of my largest goals. We'll call it a top five goal, because I don't know exactly what my goals are, but it's one of the top five. It's pretty important.
1: Yeah, when um, your dream board gets all nixed off or getting all of <laughs> them done. You gotta- I
0: know I get to redo it, um, it's great been a dream year for sure. Um, So yeah, I still think that same way today. So there's a few ways to do that. Um, The way that I've been very focused on over the last, uh, we'll call it last 24 months, has been establishing relationships with a lot of the companies that are generating leads, nurturing leads, and then when leads are ready to transact, referring them out to agents. So I've been spending a lot of time working on those relationships. So some of the biggest players in the space would be like a OpCity from realtor.com or a Flex from zillow.com or homelight.com or many of these companies. And I learned that one, I could just sign up on these websites and I could just do what every other realtor does, or I could realize that, wait, let me go back to the foreclosure days, the REO days, and realize like there's people whose job at these companies is based on the success of these referrals that they're giving out. And if I could build a relationship with this person, I know this person is gonna wanna work with the best team. And I believe that we have the best team. So let me establish a relationship with the person whose payment hinges on the success of the referrals they give out. And if I can demonstrate to that person that by referring those deals to us versus the next person, that we're gonna close more of those deals and therefore they're gonna make more money.
1: And the thing that I love about that is the fact that it's a relationship One, they're going to, I've seen it firsthand, where they tell you, hey, look, we want to work with you. You have to meet this, 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 this. They'll be very clear. In order to do this, you need to hit these metrics. So not only do they tell us exactly what we need, but also when we're in the trenches with them, they're not going to just say, "Okay, well, it's not working. Let's go to the next person. If something happens, there's that relationship. There's that friendship. They're going to say, hey, um, you're missing on this metric. We need to really focus on this metric. And so not only does that give us more at-bats up front, but it also gives us more of an option while we're in there to, to keep that relationship strong and keep that, um, that company happy. Yeah. Uh,
0: there's a book that I read, too. Uh, well, I'm not going to lie. I didn't read it. I, <laughs> it was a great
1: title of a book. Yeah. I know the story.
0: <laughs> I actually watched uh, another summary. I love there's an app called Blinkist. B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T that summarizes videos for you. Um, or you can just go on YouTube and type in like summary of, um, so there's a book called Acres of Diamonds and I was uh, listening to or watching one of the summaries on it this morning and it actually talked in there about what most people do in business is they develop a product and then they go and try to sell that product to other people. What the smarter people do is they go and talk to people that have a problem and then they build a product to solve that problem.
1: Yeah.
0: This is where I pause. And just, oh. I want that to soak in.
1: Do you want to say it again? So I don't we'll, say, yeah, we'll, again? we'll say it again. And yeah. then I'll, I'll be quiet so you can pause.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what most people do is they, they build a product and then they go and try to sell that product to people that have a problem. But what the smarter people do is they go and find people who have a problem and then they build a product to solve that problem. Good job, Brian. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So no talking. (laughs) That's what I've learned to do, right? Is these people who are in a position where their payment hinges on the success of the referrals that they give out, well, how do you solve their problem? Is you show them a path to increase the conversion on those referrals and therefore they make more money. So approach it from that perspective. So these referral partners is, is the one that I've been very uh, obsessed with lately. There's a few others that are out there um, that I have friends. I'm gonna hit on three of them really quick. So if you don't already have a pen and paper or you're not already in the notes app in your phone, jump in there now. Um, number one is you can go to large banks. So what ends up happening, a lot of people go into these large banks, think of a you know, Bank Chase. of America, Wells Fargo, Chase, or, or any one of the, the big, I think those are probably the, the three big ones. But people walk in there and they're like, hey, I'm thinking about buying a house. Like they don't know to call like a lender. They just walk into their bank because like that's what they do. There's, there's actually weird people who walk into banks. I've been in a bank like twice in the last five years and it was to close accounts. Um, I mean, but it, it makes sense, but right? But some people like going into banks, right? Yeah. They like, they want the cat. I don't know. Well, and they have relationships with, the, with their,
1: yeah. their, their bank P- people. People I don't go to banks. I
0: just think people, it's weird. I don't want to <laughs> go to a bank. Um, just give me
1: your money. I'll... Deposit it. (laughs) But people go
0: into the bank and they're like, oh, by the way, I'm thinking about buying a house. And and they're like, great, we can actually get you uh, approved for a mortgage on a house because we're a bank and that's what we do. And then they approve people and then they wait for that person to find a house. And if the person finds a house and they just decide to call that bank back, then the bank's going to get business. But let's be honest, right? As a realtor, if somebody comes in with a pre-approval letter from one of the big banks, what am I going to do? I don't know that lender and I know traditionally a lot of the big banks are on the slow side of things. I'm going to do everything in my power to, you know, I don't want to use the word steer because that's a really bad word in real estate, (laughs) but I want to encourage somebody to explore an alternate opportunity by working with my lender that I know, like, and trust and have worked with for a number of years and has helped hundreds of my clients. I would rather they work with my person than with the big bank. So as a realtor, I'm trying to Um, get them to make that exploration and ultimately come to a decision that's best for them. Well, that means that that bank's not going to get that client more often than not because every realtor is in that boat. They always would rather their clients work with their lender as opposed to the big bank lender they've never met. So what is the problem there? Well, the problem is that these big banks are approving a ton of people for mortgages, but they're not actually getting any mortgages done because the client's leaving the bank and they're going and working with whatever random agent who's encouraging that client to talk to a different lender so they don't get those deals. Well, that's a problem for them for the bank. So what if you could provide a solution where you build a relationship with the bank, you got to understand who at the bank actually is paid based on the conversion of those pre-approvals and the number of mortgages that are done, typically a branch manager. So you build a relationship with a branch branch manager and provide them a solution Hey, instead of just sending these people off to go work with whatever random agent, where you're gonna that agent's gonna encourage them to work with their lender, what if you gave them to our team, who is going to encourage them to stick with you because they you already approve them. You guys are a great bank. Um, they should work with you. So if you connect us with these people who you've pre-approved we'll help them find a house and we'll ensure that you get the loan as opposed to the loan going to, you know, whatever said Realtor's favorite, uh, lender. There you go. That's creating a solution to a problem. Um, another solution is, this is number two on the list is senior communities. So one of the biggest problems with senior communities, that shit is really expensive. Um, here in California, depending on the type of care, whether it's independent living, or all the way up to memory care, you're talking like five, $15,000 a month for a lot of these places. Not a lot of people are prepared for that. They're not prepared for that expense. The only way that they can afford that expense is to sell their house because a lot of times somebody who's at that stage of life has probably owned their home forever. They might even own that freaking house free and clear. So a lot of times somebody goes in and is like, hey, I, I need to, you know, I need to move here. A lot of times it's the kids who are helping the parents who need the memory care. And the leasing office is like, all right, well, we've got a unit available. It's $15,000 a month. And they're like, well, mom doesn't have $15,000 a month. We're going to have to sell her house first. Maybe that's a problem, right? The person's got to sell the house in order to afford the care that they need. Maybe you can come in and make friends with the leasing agent at the senior community And now when somebody comes in and says, I wanna move mom in here, but I need to sell her house first. What if you actually had a go-to realtor that you could refer them to? That you knew would then help them sell that house and then place them in that senior community. So that's number two for you. Number three is new home builders. A lot of people walk into a new home builder office, they wanna buy one of the units in there, but they're in a situation, hey, I wanna buy this, Brian, but I still gotta sell my house first. Now, what do most new home builders do is like, all right, well, uh, yeah, you you just need to get your place sold by this date and then you can come and buy it. But they tell them, just go find a realtor. Well, is that realtor good? Do they know the timelines? Do they know how to actually negotiate and get the right terms that are needed so the client doesn't have to double move and can they make sure it closes on time and get the highest price and all of that? Or are they gonna work with some dumbass agent who has no idea what they're doing, ultimately doesn't sell the house that needs to be sold for the person to buy the new home, then the whole deal falls apart. And so they missed their lot, they missed yeah, their, yeah. And, and the new home community tied up a unit and ultimately couldn't sell it because they hired, you know, a dumb agent who didn't know what they were doing. So what if you could now work with those new home sales agents and you could become their go-to referral partner when somebody's contingent. And now instead of just saying, go find an agent, it's go, go talk to Kyle and Kyle will take care of you. So there's three examples. Um, That was, well, uh, technically four, right? Because we talked about the referral partners. Um, Number two would be the banks. Number three would be the senior communities. Number four would be the new home communities. So understand if you could figure figure out what the problems are for these people and then establish relationships with them and then provide the solution to them. And instead of just getting Bob's listing, you get all of Bob's referrals. Because the way most of us do our business is we go and sell Bob's house and hopefully we do a good job and then Bob refers us to Mary and and hopefully we do a good job for her and then she refers us to Brian and then to Tom and to Lisa. We could go from deal to deal to deal all day or we could just focus on a few key relationships that could provide us streams for the rest of our lives.
1: Now when you connect with these streams, there are are pros and cons. Obviously, you just talked about the pros getting lots and lots and lots of, of potential deals what are some cons are they more expensive Do you have to spend time money and energy building the relationship you have to like people Ooh, that's you a tough actually one.
0: gotta like like people i know this seems so simple right but let's be honest today a lot of people just want to like hit a button automate a process and like have a lead show up and it closes itself like you actually got to go like build a real relationship with people like you got to go visit them you got to wine and dine them and you got to show them that you care and, and do it in a genuine way where it doesn't feel like you're just trying to get business from them like truly go in there like an idiot and ask a lot of questions like hey how do you guys handle this like what are the problems that you face like where where do you struggle what keeps you up at night ask questions like that and build a relationship and then go visit them right and say hey i'm coming by i'm checking to see you know i know you guys have a new phase that's coming up i'd love to come check out the, the details. I'm gonna swing by Starbucks on the way. Can I grab you guys some coffee? Cool, all right, show up with coffee, show up with some donuts, offer to take them out to lunch, grab a beer, like build relationships, find out the ways that you can help them and they will help you in return. Cool. That's massive value. Like this might be one of the most valuable episodes if people actually take action on this.
1: I Like this hope could they... change
0: your business. So the downside, one more downside I should say, is if you build a relationship with somebody and that person leaves that company, All that work could go down the drain. So in a perfect world, hopefully somebody has a smooth break and, you know, smooths out the the gap from them to their replacement and you retain that. But sometimes you may have put months, if not years into a relationship. There's a massive company, a 1000000000 dollars company where I've been working a relationship for five years and that person just left. We were literally like on the cusp of something epic and that person just left that company. That, that's a downside, is all that, that relationship is hard to transfer from person A to person B.
1: So I think the, the lesson there is, especially if you're talking about, like, going to banks, maybe maybe you don't make only a single relationship, but maybe, like, if you go to the, and talk to the branch manager, maybe you say, hey, if you guys are going to do, like, a, a San Diego um, get-together or a, can I, can I sponsor or talk or host or do something for all the branch managers, or when you bring the, the Starbucks and donuts to the branch manager, maybe also bring it to the assistant branch managers and the loan officers and kind of, so that way when one person leaves, they're not going to be like, I've never seen this guy before, or even worse, yeah, he's really cool with my boss and I hated my boss and fuck that guy now, right? Yep. So Yeah,
0: and I've learned too, I've got friends in pharmaceutical sales and obviously they're trying to get to the doctors, but a lot of times they've got to start the relationship with the person at the front desk. Yep because the doctor's too busy and doesn't want to hear anything they have to say. So sometimes you got to win the front desk person over before you could get to the doctor or same thing in a new home sales or same thing in, in a bank is you can't necessarily just walk into a bank like I want to talk to the branch manager. <laughs> like they might think you're trying to rob them if you just go in, come in hot like that. So you've got a note, I've right? Got a note for the branch manager, <laughs> you might have to start with the teller. Right. And like work your way up the ladder. Um, so you, you, you know, ideally shoot for the top. Um, Just understand sometimes you're going to have to start and work your way up.
1: Cool. Love it.
0: Yeah. So hopefully you guys got a lot of value out of that. If you did, if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit the like button and the subscribe button along with the little notification bell so you get notified of future episodes. Also, if you're listening on a podcast platform, hook us up with a review, share what your takeaway was from today's episode. Um, If you have a question you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com ask questions, uh, subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, join the referral network, email newsletter, and Facebook group where we share inside secrets and get dialed in with our Media Mayor Mastermind course so you can crush it with video in 2022 and beyond. All of that at thewhistleway.com. And before we wrap today, want to dive into our widget of the week. This is something we utilize in our business. It saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. What do you got, Brian?
1: This is one that I've heard about over and over and over again uh, and haven't really utilized until today. Um, I've played around with it, but I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I, I don't think we need it. Um, but really today I dove into it because we're doing a massive day where we're doing a lot of content all in one day. I needed to come up with a lot of different video topics. Um, I, I had responsible for some Tom was responsible for some. And so I went to answer the public.com. This is, I think we've talked about this before. It, it's talked about all the time, but you can search kind of a, a key phrase and search a region. So I searched, uh, buying a home, and I searched in the United States. And it gave me, what I've always seen is they gives you kind of a cool image that has like who, what, where, when, and it, it compiles all the most common questions that are asked. You know, Who should I talk to about buying a house? Who's the first person to, it's stuff like that, right? What should I do? How should I do this? And so it compiles all of this in kind of a cool graphic, but it's really hard to read. Uh, I found out today there's a download CSV button. So I just downloaded the CSV it sorted them all, um, and I was able to look through a bunch of them and say, I like this one, I like this one, I like this one, and I took probably 15 to 20 of them from one, and uh, then I did another search and took another 10 from there, threw them all on a Monday board, and now I have a bunch of topics for buyers and for sellers that I didn't have to think, well, what do I hear often? I could look at the list and say, oh, we hear that all the time, we hear that all the time. A lot of them was, I don't know the answer to that. I should probably know the answer to that. And so I was going to say, hey, Kyle, answer this question. Because if I don't know it, I know other people don't know it. Um, so and I think you can do. What Brian's
0: saying is he smarter than you.
1: No. That's what you said. Is it, was that what I said? Pretty much. How did I say that? Just keep going. Whatever. Well, listen back. Maybe I said that. That's not what I meant. Uh, <laughs> what I meant is Kyle's smarter than me. Um, and so I think you can only do one or two searches a day. Um, based on your IP, so if your whole office is using it, make sure you hit it up first uh, b- before they can search it. And, uh, and then just hit it up every day and you can pull a bunch of different uh, questions and see what, what's working well.
0: Love that. Uh, the one I'm gonna share today, this, we do a mastermind with our group at EXP every Monday. Um, and so this was something that was shared on the mastermind today that I thought was really, really good. Um, and one of the agents who's actually here in San Diego we were talking about um, an email to send out prior to the end of the year to get people to raise their hand if they're thinking about buying or selling in the upcoming year. And we were talking about like, what's the best headline to use for that email? And there's a, a website that's called CoSchedule.com, schedulecom C-O-schedule.com. And there's a lot of things this website can do, but one of them is a headline analyzer and it can help you predict the answer rates of your emails based on the subject line. So really cool service, if you struggle to come up with subject lines for your emails, CoSchedule.com can help you come up with better headlines in your emails. Because if you're going to send something to a lot of people and you could make a couple little changes to massively increase your open rate, because think about this, if you're sending something to 10,000 people, And you could increase your open rate from like 4% to 6%. Like that's a lot of people. Like that's a a lot, a lot, a lot of people. That's hundreds and hundreds of people um, that you're getting to open that email just by making a change in your subject line. So check out coschedule.com. Lots of cool stuff that it does. But Headline Analyzer is one of those
1: thought you were going to steal my one for the next I should have. I
0: I could almost see it over there. I was going to jack you. You can't read (laughs) it. I can barely read it. Cool. Well, hopefully you guys got a ton of value out of the show today. Uh, Really appreciate you tuning in. Again, I'm Kyle Whistle with EXP Realty in San Diego. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Whistle Way Podcast.
1: See y'all next week.